Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play. Welcome to the show. I'm Sean Robertson. Of course, I'm not alone. Kurt the Dirt Buckerfield. How are you, my friend? Sean, I'm doing well. How are you doing, pal? I am extremely well, my friend. A little bit better than you, I guess, in terms of who we support and whatnot. But uh, I guess let's just move straight into Champions League. Let's do it. Uh, and what's been happening, um, you know, City convincing win. We can chat Barcelona. We can chat Arsenal because I think that was an emphatic win, even though Bayeshve wasn't the best of opponents. But let's get straight into United, Kurti. Um, <laughs> uh, dis- uh, Bayern a great team, obviously, but but disappointing from United. A horrific uh, goalkeeping mistake. Uh, unlike Onana, uh, Onana, I, I rate him very very highly. Never really seemed to bounce back, did they? No, and it was unfortunate because United actually made a really good start to that game for the 20, mm. first 25 minutes. We were really good, really compact defensively, and we were playing quite high up the pitch. So Bayern didn't enter our half. Um, so when that goal comes, you know, it's just, I think, demoralizing for, for the players, for Ten Hag, for fans. Mm. Um, yeah, really high-profile mistake. Look, it, these things happen. I'm certainly not going to be one of those Manchester United fans uh, calling for De Gea to return. No um, these things can happen. It was unfortunate. Um, it was disappointing. He's owned up to it. He's taken full yes. responsibility for it, which I think does show some good mentality. I know that a lot of people think that that was a, a PR move on his point, uh, uh, on his um, on his side, but I, I don't think it was. I think that he he has a, a really what do you strong... Mean? What do you mean PR? Just, what do you mean PR? Just, you know, from... I think a lot of Manchester United fans over the last couple of years have have seen these players put out statements on social media um, or post Instagram uh, pictures with the captions along the lines of, we know we need to do better. And these long essays of, you know, yes. we, we hear you and we understand yeah. you. And then the following week they go and get battered again. So I think yeah, a lot geez. of fans are just worried about that kind of cheese. Exactly. Um <laughs> But Onan is a, a strong personality, and I think that mm. he will bounce back from it. Um, and as the old saying goes, when it rains, it pours, and that's what United are currently experiencing right now. But you know, other than that, there were some good moments for United. We we got into Bayern's box. We had a few very good chances, um, but defensively, just uh, just poor. Yeah, agreed, eh? Um, but a couple of good goals as well in the game. Some really, really great goals, yeah. Um, look, my favourite of the lot wasn't from a Bayern player. I'm just so happy that Rasmus Hoyland has, has uh, scored his first Manchester United goal. Because yeah. I do believe that when players are back from injury, when we are playing better, maybe when we've you know picked up a few wins on the trot, I do think that he's a kind of player who will score a lot of goals for us. Um, so, some promising signs. Um it's it's difficult for Ten Hag at the moment. You know, he's he's got a lot of players out. Um, also, we all know when you are low on confidence, it's uh, it's really really difficult to to pick up results. So, I think United are just down in the gutter at the moment. But um, mm. a few wins will will turn things around. Um, and yeah, we we'll see. Optimistic, I like that. <laughs> um, Barcelona 5, Antwerp 0. Um, again, probably not the best of opponents, but emphatic victory. Joao Felix, two goals. Yeah, look, it might sound strange to to consider 
Barcelona as dark horses for for the Champions League when when you think of their past success in Europe. But mm. I really don't think it's impossible to to imagine them having a a deep run in the tournament. You know, despite all the the noise that surrounds the club, um, the financial issues, they've continued to play well. They won La Liga last season. They're back in Europe big time. Um, the signings that have come in in this transfer window have all been playing really, really well. Um, especially Joao Felix, who, who scored two goals in that game. Um, so he's got three goals in three matches. Gundogan has obviously fitted in sort of seamlessly. He's just a great player. Um, Cancelo's playing really well. So I think Barcelona could, could do well in Europe this season. I really do. But uh, like you said, not the strongest of opponents. Um, but you can only play what's in front of you and uh, they batted them. Yeah, good points. Uh, 798 passes for Barcelona, <laughs> Antwerp 343. It's absolutely incredible. 70% possession to uh, to Barcelona. Yeah, an absolute battering. Talking about battering, let's move on to Arsenal. Um, Arsenal are looking like a very, very good team again, aren't they? They are. And that was so that this was one of the, the few games that I, I didn't watch. Um, obviously, mm. Arsenal's game was um, playing at the same time as, as United. But um, from what I saw, uh, in the highlights, Martin Odegaard, Bukayo Saka, all of Arsenal's most influential players um, coming up with big moments, playing well. Um, obviously, we would have expected Arsenal to beat PSV, um, mm-hmm. but they did it very convincingly. It's also nice to see Gabriel Jesus back on the mm-hmm. score sheet and um, back in the side. Yeah, Arsenal uh, are, I think, strong favourites to to top their group. Um, mm. I don't know how they will fare against Europe's giants later on in the competition, um, but I do expect them to definitely get there. You say Gabriel uh, Jesus, he's, uh, he's on fire, isn't he? Good player, man. I love him. I've, I've always liked yeah. him, yeah. I, I don't think that he's a, a traditional nine. I think that, I mean, mm. we've seen that at Arsenal, how he drifts, how he comes back to defend. He sort of moves all over the park, but I really, really like him. I've always liked him. Um, I think that, well... Not, not that I think he has a really good or had a good record at City. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I like him as a player and I, I just hope that he stays injury free because Arsenal are a much better side when he's up top. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, a quick one. Uh, should we touch on Real Madrid, I guess? Uh, Jude Bellingham again in the goals. I think it's six from six or seven from seven. Hell of a start to the season for him. Yeah, it's six uh, from six for Bellingham. An amazing player, Sean. Mm. I, he's taken to the club so well. And from from everything I've read online in articles, um, the supporters are just absolutely in love with him mm. because I don't think that they quite expected this impact so soon. Um, look, obviously they spent a lot of money on him, so they knew that he was a talented player. He's an England international. Um, he's played a few years consistently in the the Champions League, but to I think for Bellingham to be popping up with these these last minute winners, he's done it a few times now. Um, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's just taking he's taking his his game to a different level. Um, but there's just yeah, there's just so much about him. His uh, his personality, his drive, his maturity for a twenty year old. I mean, let's not forget this guy is twenty years old, um, and he's performing for the biggest club in the world, where you know the expectations are so incredibly high. Um, so yeah, he's just he's been amazing, and I think it's taken everyone by surprise. Mm. Um, but I think that he's just going to be getting better and better. 
And um, I think England are so lucky to, to have a player like that. Yeah, it's it's incredible. 20 years old uh, from one. Uh, any other t- uh, game you want to touch on that, Kurt, in the Champions League? Have we covered the ones you wanted to chat about? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, d- you don't want to discuss City. Did you watch that game? I didn't watch it. Uh, I've seen the highlights, okay. obviously. Um, yeah, uh, again, not to be too over ag- arrogant, I guess, but uh, a good result. Um, and obviously at home as well. And expected to win, right? Yeah, I was about to say that. A game that you would obviously back City to win. But Sean, we should just touch on, um, I'm not sure, I'm sure, well, you've definitely seen the story. Ivan Providel, Lazio's goalkeeper, popping up with a, a 94th minute equaliser <laughs> against Atletico Madrid of all teams as well. Unbelievable, Sean, that made the news. Did eh? you see it? I, 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 miss, I, I didn't see it live, no, but I've seen it, yeah. But did you see the goal? Absolutely incredible. Incredible. I mean, it was like Cavani-like movement in the box. Um, <laughs> the header was obviously accurate. It was just insane. I mean, you were obviously a goalkeeper. Did you ever come close to scoring or did you ever score? Ivan Roberts. Footballer? Um, uh, uh, penalty shootout, yes. Um, scored one. Took about four. I wasn't really. Uh, uh, but wait, Sean, where were you on that lineup in the penalty shootout? Oh, way down, bro. Wait, I'm trying where to think. Is who, it? I'm trying to think who that was with. I'm sure it was with Ajax against Paris or something. But uh, yeah, I missed. Uh, no, no, I scored that one, and I missed a couple of others. But uh, never scored in open play, unfortunately. Okay. Hit the post, okay. but never scored. Really? Um, yeah. What I'm was tra- the situation? Um, that was with Sheffield Wednesday. <sighs> You know, it was with the reserve team, so I don't know if that counts. It does count, I guess, as a professional game. Of course, it um, does. Yeah, you know, we were Everton away, two-one uh, down. Um, yeah, again, you come up for hit a, a corner, hit a six-yard, should have scored. To be fair, uh, hit the top of the person, went over, and we lost two-one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was my uh, failure, but okay. um, yeah, I mean, That's it's funny. it's a. Uh, it's always like a single goal like that from a goalkeeper. It doesn't happen often, does it? No, no. I think he's only the fourth goalkeeper to score in the history of the Champions League. Really? I think I, I, think I saw that, yeah. In open play? Uh, from open play, yes. Wow. Uh, good result for Newcastle away to Milan. Yeah, I actually watched that game. I thought that Newcastle could have, could have stolen a, a, a win there. But look, AC Milan had so many chances. Um, they just couldn't find the back of the net. Um, Giroud, Rafa Leao, Chukwesi, they were all brilliant. Mm. Um, but they just, uh, yeah, they just uh, couldn't get the ball past the goalkeeper. But otherwise, um, I mean, on Newcastle side, yeah, I mean, they'll take that, I guess. Mm. It's their, their first, I think, game in the Champions League in 20 years. Wow. Um, they'll take a point away at Milan for sure. Absolutely. Um, let's move from the Champions League to the biggest league in the world, I guess, the Premier League. Um, SA's Lyle Foster sees red as Burnley earn their first points in a draw at Nottingham Forest. So sort of bittersweet. He's taken to the Premier League quite well, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, my honest reaction to to the red card and to this whole situation was, this is fun. Seeing Mm. a South African sort of make headlines and and cause a stir. And he's scoring goals. Well, he scored twice in, in his four appearances so far. Yeah. And then in that Forest game, he picked up the assist. It was a very lucky, it was essentially a deflection of him to a teammate. Um, but he's, he's playing well and he's looking like a Premier League player, which yeah. has taken me by surprise, if I'm completely honest. I think that he's, um, 
company likes him a lot, which yeah. is which is great. He looks the part, um, he's right? Backing him, he looks the part. Yeah. His uh, his movement has been incredible. He's a great dribbler. He's fast. Um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting for South Africa mm. to have a player playing in the Premier League um, and to be starting week in and week out. Of course, we had Percy Tal there a few years back now, mm. um, but I think he ended up only making a handful of appearances for Brighton. Sure. Um, but it's it's excellent to see Foster there and and you know throwing himself about. Um, I saw company said after the game that he was going to support him. He. He said it was a clear moment of inexperience from from Lyle Foster, mm -hmm. but we are going to support him um, and and treat it sensitively. So, yeah, it'll be a three match ban. Unfortunately for him, he's going to miss um, their match against Manchester United this weekend. Uh, no man. Yes, but it is at Burnley's home ground, Turf mm -hmm. Moor. So. Luckily for Lyle Foster, he'll be able to go to Old Trafford later on in the season. Mm. Um, and then it's a Carabao Cup match against Salford City. That's the, the team owned by Gary Neville, Phil yes. Neville, all of those fellas. Mm -hmm. And then Newcastle um, the following week. So it's two big games that he misses there. Yeah, and, and don't forget that he had a goal disallowed in that game, didn't he, against Nottingham Forest? Yes, and it should have stood. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you saw what happened, but there was a handball or at least the player was a judge to have handballed it in the build-up to his goal. Mm. Um, but I saw a lot of debate around that and a lot of former referees saying that the goal should have stood um, in line with the, the current Premier League rules. So unfortunate for him there because that would have been the winner. And that would have been his third of the season as well. Um, let's move on to my favourite part of the podcast where our producer Aidan seeks the socials and asks us a few questions about what's happening in the world. Aiden. Gentlemen, welcome back to Seeking the Socials. Thanks for, for joining me again. For those of you who don't know what Seeking the Socials is, it is a segment where I personally scour social media and I try to look for the most interesting, topical and controversial opinions or comments relating to football which have been taken over the course of the last week. Sometimes I inform the lads of a topic and other times I get them to pick a topic by choosing a social media platform. Fortunately for you guys, we are heading back to a lucky packet scenario. So on that note, what are we saying, guys? Are we going to Twitter, Facebook or Instagram? Katie, your choice, bud. No, Sean, I was going to say your choice, Paul. Okay. So I know there's some wild shit that happens on Facebook. I would like to go there, but Sean, it's up to you. Oh, no, it's, it's Kurt's world. We just live in it. So, yeah, let's go Facebook. <laughs> let's what go Facebook, that? Aiden. Okay, given that hand flick, we have to go Facebook now. Isn't that right, Sean? That's correct. So, I'm very, very glad you guys kind of briefly touched on this, but let's dive into it deeper. Jude Bellingham is on track to become the greatest English midfielder of all time, given wow. his age and his maturity. Mm. I like it. Is that is that the question? So that's the statement, and you you're yeah. just saying, and that's you. You just you just dropped the mic and you've gone. Yeah, that's pretty much how I roll, Sean. Wow, We've been working together for five years. I thought you would have known me by now. <laughs> Um, she's Curdy, do you want to start off with that, bud? It's a big yeah, statement. Yeah, let me start. It's a, it's a massive statement. Obviously, it's um, it's harsh, I think, to put those big expectations on Bellingham at this point. But I do see him having an incredible career. And I think that 
Real Madrid will want to keep a hold of him for as long as they can. And I'm sure they will for... Look, I, I do see Bellingham in the Premier League at some point. Um, mm. But but if he stays at Real Madrid and Real Madrid are able to be as successful as they have been in the past in the biggest competitions, um, then I don't see why that isn't possible. I wasn't... Uh, I, I didn't grow up watching uh, Paul Gascoigne, who mm. so many people consider... Um, the greatest English player of all time, let alone the greatest midfielder. Sure. Um, in terms of ability and talent, I don't think he was, uh, he didn't have a, what's the, he didn't have um, the right head on his shoulders, yeah. but he was a, an incredible footballer from what I've heard and from what I've seen on highlights and stuff like that. Um, and clips. I'm trying to think of other English midfielders, of course, Oh, you've got Gerard, Beckham, you've got Frank Lampard, you know, Skulls, Paul Skulls. That lot. Look, I, I, we, I think there's a natural bias to those players because they played in the Premier League and we watch more Premier League than we do La Liga and other leagues around the world. Um, but there is something to be said about an English player going over to, to mm. Spain, playing for the biggest club in the world and then being su- successful there. Um, and I think that... Like I said, one day he's probably going to be in the Premier League and I'm sure he'll be successful there. I reckon he'll be successful wherever he is. Mm. Um, But I don't know what that's going to come down to, whether it's natural ability and talent or whether it's collective trophies or individual trophies, because there might be a world in which Bellingham wins the Ballon d'Or one day. Mm. Um, Those discussions have already started, by the way. So that's something that might happen at some point. And if Bellingham is to pick up a Ballon d'Or or two, um, you know, we've, sure. we've said he's only 20 years old, then that puts him in a completely different category to the midfielders we've just discussed, who never got that kind of recognition on a global scale. They were incredible Premier League players, mm. um, but around the world, they aren't necessarily recognized as as the, the, the greatest midfielders of all time. When you talk about those, you think of Zidane, mm. you think of Iniesta. Yeah, um, There are a few more exactly. There are... And they, European players um, mainly. But yeah, Aiden, it's a great question and I think it's something that I wouldn't necessarily write off because mm. I'm a huge fan right. of Bellingham and I think he will be massively su- successful. Um, it's just, um, I think it will just come down to on how we how we judge that. What is the, the criteria? Because he's a, he's a technically gifted footballer, of course, mm. um, but was he, could he do what Gerard did? I mean, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, Gerard at his age was also just incredible for Liverpool mm. Paul Scholes is is so widely thought of I mean so highly thought of by the players that he came up against um, the, the Zidane's the Chavis the Iniesta's have all called him the, the greatest English midfielder of all time Lampard I was a fan of but I don't know if he he, he belongs in that conversation he scored a lot of goals of course and he was su- successful but mm. anyway Bellingham is a top player and I think that it could happen, but um, maybe we shouldn't put those um, expectations on him just yet. Okay, okay. And Sean, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think Kurt makes a, probably the most valid point in terms of that he's making a name at such a young age and one of the biggest teams in the world outside of the Premier League. And I think that already is sort of leaning in his favour. Um, the question now is, can he sustain it? Um, can he stay clear of injury? Um, can he add more goals? Um, yeah, so I think the list, there's hundreds of players in the world I can think of 
um, that was sort of going to be the next best thing and sort of fallen away, if you know what I mean. So, um, I'm, again, I'm hoping this is not uh, one of those instances. He's certainly got the maturity um, and he's one of those players uh, as a manager where you put him on the pitch and there's not a stress one bit, you know, you know he's going to do the job. So, um, has he got what it takes? Absolutely. Is the conversation too early? Yes, it is. Um, but exciting to keep an eye on Aiden for sure. Sean, just I just want to jump on the back of that, but we were talking. You were talking about a few of his attributes there, but the most important thing for I think any young footballer in the world is personality. Yeah, and that's what separates him from other young players. Yeah, got you. It's that. It's that. Uh, how comfortable they are yeah. taking the ball and giving instructions to players 10 years older than him. He's yeah. playing with Modric and, and Tony Cruz and he's telling him where to stand at times. Yeah. And I think that that's something that is so rare. Sure. That is incredibly rare. And I think that that's what will ultimately separate Bellingham from other young, talented mm. midfielders. It's that personality. And I and I don't know if, if Gerard Scholes, Lampard, would have been able to have that sort of an impact at Real Madrid at 20 years old. Um, like I said, mm. amazing players. Like yeah. incredible, incredible footballers, but Bellingham is just—he's got this 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 side to him that I think that will ultimately decide his career, and that's going to be a great career. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And when was it? In in August, he won La Liga Player of the Month, right? And I think he became yeah. the only the, only the second English person to do so. Um, I think it, I think I you're right. The other gentleman's name, but but yeah, it was his it was his. Uh, he won it in his first month there at Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he had a bloody killer first month. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Next week we'll be back with with hopefully a more what's the word controversial opinion or but that or was topic. fun. That was yeah, that was Adam. fun. But but let's get raunchy, right? Let's uh, let's find something that 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 really <laughs> ruffles feathers. And <laughs> and just just. <laughs> Just in closing, let's uh, Kurt. Well done for for that gun run. I see you. You're rocking your new your new necklace these days. Thank Didn't you. Notice. It is. Didn't notice. Didn't ah. notice. No. All that good. Forgot it was on. Honestly, forgot well it was on. Cool well boys. Done, forgot it one. Well done, no. guys. Thank you. Thank you, and, Aiden. Uh, we'll chat again next week. Thank you, Aiden. Thanks, Aiden. And guys, that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So, whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash soccerleduma. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. As always, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. Thank you, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. We'll see you the same time, same place next week. Cheers. Cheers.